E-Tidings Cosmos, Good morning, 21st Century World of Worlds. This is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thomila Falcher Rothenscha I am your host, Richard McSweeney. Hear this, listener. Give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Saw a pickup truck delivering bags of coal, and with seeing it I became intensely aware of a part of my mind to be greatly in need of some warmth and coziness. Then I did go find, in rich minds of my mind, some premium fuel-like ideas, and deliver them in kind to that part of my mind. In the vision of the afternoon, while strolling upon my way, beheld in the mid-north-eastern sky a woman, a most beautiful woman, who appeared to be in her late thirties. And she was smiling to me ever so pleasantly, she was attired in a long maroon, gold and red-coloured dress, wearing a white veil on her head, of light brown to soft auburn hair, reaching and resting upon her shoulders. And upon her head she was wearing a golden crown, which in the sun did softly glisten. In her right hand she was holding an open book, and in her left a silver crozier. And she did go there in the sky scenery and sat in the shade of an old oak tree. People gathered there before her, and to them she did speak, with every now and then looking down into her book. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading some more from Prince Hamlet on the nature of things and the true classic A Southern Dower's Fragrance. This is a reading from Prince Hamlet. Oh, day and night, but this is wondrous strange. And therefore, as a stranger, give it welcome. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. But come, here, as before, never, so help you mercy, how strange or odd soe'er I bear myself, as I perchance hereafter shall think meet to put an antique disposition on, that you, at such time seeing me, never shall, with arms encumbered thus, or thus headshake, or by pronouncing of some doubtful phrase, as, well, well, we know, or we could, and if we would, or if we list to speak, or there be, and if there might, or such ambiguous giving out, to note that you know aught of me, this not to do, so grace and mercy at your most need help you. Swear, swear. Rest, rest, perturbed spirit. So, gentlemen, with all my love I do commend me to you, and what so poor a man as Hamlet is may do to express his love and friending to you, God willing, shall not like. Let us go in together, and still your fingers on your lips, I pray. The time is out of joint, O oh, curse spite, that ere I was born to set it right, 
Nay, come, let's go together. Give him this money and these notes, Rinaldo. I will, my lord. You shall do marvellous marvellous wisely, good Rinaldo, before you visit him, to make inquire of his behaviour. My lord, I, I did intend it. Very well said, very well said. Look you, sir, inquire me first what danksters are in Paris, and how and who, what means and where they keep, what company at what expense, and finding by this encompassment and drift of question that they do know my son. Come you more nearer than your particular demands will touch it, take you as twere some distant knowledge of him, as thus I know his father and his friends, and in part him. Do you mark this, Rinaldo? Ay, very well, my lord. And in part of him, but you may say, not well, but if if it be he, I mean, uh, he's very wild, addicted so-and-so, and there put him what forgeries you please. Marry none so rank, as may dishonour him, take heed of that. But, sir, such wanton, wild, and usual slips, as our companions noted, and most known to youth and liberty. As gaming, my lord, I are drinking, fencing, swearing, quarrelling, drabbing, you may go so far. My lord, uh, that would dishonour him. Fate no, uh, as you may season it in the charge. You must not put another scandal on him, that he is open to incontinency. That's not my meaning, but breed his faults so quaintly, that they may seem his taint, the taints of liberty, the flash and outbreak of a fiery mind, a savageness in unreclaimed blood, of general assault. But, my good lord, wherefore should you do this? Ay, my lord, I would know that. Marry, sir, here's my drift, and I believe it's a fetch of wit. You laying these slight sullies on my son, as twere a thing like soiled in the working, mark you your party in converse, him you would sound, having ever seen in the prenominate crimes, the youth you breed of guilty, be assured he closes with you in this cons uh, consequence. Good sir, or so friend, or, or gentleman, according to the phrase or the addition of man and country. Very good, my lord. And then, sir, does does he this, he does, uh, wh what was I about to say? By the mass, I was about to say some, uh, where did I leave? At closes in the consequence, at friend or so, and gentleman. Ah, yes, 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 yeah, okay. Uh, at closes in the consequence, I, marry, he closes thus. I know the gentleman, I saw him yesterday, or the other day, or then, or then, with such or such or such, as you say, there was a gaming, they are all looked in ruse, uh, they are falling out at tennis, or perchance I saw him enter such a house of say, videlicit or brothel, or so forth. See you now, you bait, or your bait of falsehood takes this cup of truth, and thus do we of wisdom and of reach, with windlasses and with asses of bias, by indirections find directions out. So by my former lecture and advice shall you, my son. You have me, have you not? My lord, I have. Good, uh, be with you, fare you well. Good, my lord. Observe his inclination in, my, in, in, thy, in yourself. I shall, my lord, uh, and let him ply his music. Well, my lord, farewell. This is a reading in continuity. From the first century BC poem, On the Nature of Things, by the Roman poet and philosopher Titus Lucretius Carus.
again, to say that all things are but fire, and no true thing in number of all things exists but fire, as this same fellow says, seems crazed folly. For the man himself against the senses, by the senses fights, and hews at that, through which is all belief, through which indeed unto himself is known the thing he calls the fire. For though he thinks the senses truly can perceive the fire, he thinks they cannot, as regards all else, which still are palpably as clear to sense, to me a thought inept and crazy too. For whether shall we make appeal? For what more certain than our senses can there be, whereby to mark asunder error and truth? Besides, why rather do away with all, and wish to allow heat only, then deny the fire, and still allow all else to be? I like the madness either way it seems. Thus whosoever have held the stuff of things to be but fire, and out of fire the sum, and whosoever have constituted air, at first beginning of begotten things, and all whoever have held that of itself, water alone contrives things, or that art created all, and changes things anew to diverse natures, mightily there seem a long way to have wandered from the truth. This is an interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. Nor three star visitors spoke to me, saying, Humaculate of error, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? Once of a spring equinox, way back in days of long ago, a man of the Cork Landry, a woman of the Dublin, a man of the Leash, and a woman of the Tyrone, were having a most interesting conversation on who knows what is the right. It went something like this. The man of Cork said, If I were to lay myself down and sleep in a marsh, I would surely wake up with some frightful pains all over me. Parts of my body could even feel as if they are no longer of this world. But would that be true now, in the case of a frog? No, no, not at all, for he would wake up and jump about without a pain in the world on him. My question is, given as to what I have just said, who can claim to know what is the right place in which to rest, in which to sleep? The woman of Dublin said, if I were to try living in a tree, running up and down it all the day long, and gathering nuts and storing them high up, I would be in a tremble, so I would, and most likely go vertigo. But would that be the case for a squirrel? Oh, no, 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 not at all, for she would be running up and down the trunk and the branches, and out on along the limbs, way up into the heights, and she would be thinking to herself, she is but running along the ground, so she would. My question is, 
given as to what I have just said. Who can claim to know what is the right place to have as a home? The man of Leash said, We humans eat animals, so we do. The cattle, the sheep, and the deer eat grasses. The pigs, rations, the birds, seeds, and the ants eat all kinds of things. My question is, given as to what I have just said, who can claim to know what is the right taste? And the woman of Tyrone said, in the ancient of ancient long times ago, so the story goes, there was a woman who was thought to be the most beautiful specimen of a woman on the island. And at the same time, there was said to have been a man who in like description was the most handsome specimen of a man on the island. But do you know what? Whenever they would be strolling along the edges of forests, either together or on their own, the deer would frantically scatter, and the birds would all fly away in fright. They wouldn't do that when anyone else would be strolling there. And if they were to walk along by rivers or streams, or were to peer into lake waters, the fish therein would immediately dive deep and would be nowhere to be seen. They wouldn't do that if anyone else was to walk along by or to peer into the waters. And my question is, given as to what I have just said, who can claim to know what is true beauty? And none of them could adequately answer one another's questions, although they had greatly enjoyed discussing them at length. And from there they went on a little further to talk a while about who knows what is right for a landry? What is right for the island and its isles? In other words, who knows what is right governance? In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when we're living in your own realm and time, you will within your sacred places be, your thrones upon the seas will be, upon the hills and in the valleys, in the high blue of day and the star bright of night, all within thee will they be, you will see. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought, too, for peoples living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind bringing radio to the Internet via Radio Richard Ireland on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday, 
and occasionally on the weekends. It is truly an honor to have you listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Slán agus benacht lett.